Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The last of the major pro sports leagues kicks off this week, and BetOnline is your top spot for all your NBA action this season. With MLB postseason, NFL, and college football, and NHL in full swing, BetOnline is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Get everything NBA at your fingertips with desktop and mobile access for every sport anytime. Head to the bet online, head to bet online today to get in on the action and don't forget to use promo code believe to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's B L E A V. Bet online where the game starts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals centric specific show. Where, of course, we talk about the Arizona Cardinals here in the Phoenix metropolitan area. I am one of your co-hosts. I am Javon J. Love Adams. And with me, as always, is a man who played professional baseball. Also played in the National Football League for that first Super Bowl-bound team for the Atlanta Falcons. I'm talking about, of course, none other than author and motivational speaker, my brother, Ed Smith. What is good? What's going on, Jay? Hey, we got to add title of uh, professional better there, too, man. You got to get me, you got to tutor me so I can, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm scared to do it without you, man. I never bet for my life. So, indeed, indeed. Bet Matter of fact, right. we got to, uh, we, we got to, we've been talking about it for a while. Maybe if you, depending on if your, if your back will hold up being, well, all you got to do is lean at, lean at the table, go to, go to the casino this weekend. <laughs> maybe, maybe check that out. Um, yeah. So, so we do this thing twice a week. Mondays, we look back on the on the game that was uh, and break that down and give our our thoughts about it. And then on Thursdays, we look ahead to the to the uh, to the the upcoming week's game and break down that opponent and just talk about some of the things that that I see, but most importantly, that the man who played the game uh, that he sees and he's in a zone right now because after we're done recording this, he has a he has a Ravens podcast to re- to record, so that's so he already immersed in everything. <laughs> so uh, so we got the Arizona Cardinals; they're going to be facing the they're they're going to be facing the the Baltimore Ravens. They're coming in to State Farm Stadium. The Baltimore Baltimore Ravens are five and two. The Cardinals, of course, are one and five. Um, before I start to break down some of the different things, one, of course, one of the things that I want to talk about is is Lamar Jackson. So we so we know that, but then also the the defense of the uh, of the Baltimore Ravens as well, in terms of especially when you look at some of their rankings. But what do you see um, in terms of in, in terms of from a high level about the Ravens as they're coming into this week's uh, to this matchup against the the Cardinals? Well, th- this week scares me because they're coming off of such a high in their mm-hmm. victory against Detroit. They look so dynamic offensively. That was a game that you know I do my two of my um, uh, confidence picks each week, week, and I'm thinking you know going into it, you know Detroit man, you know they got the fighting Campbells man. They they playing pretty good and they're gonna go in there and they're gonna try to smack you know. Uh, or the Ravens in the mouth, and man, you know, I bought into it, picked the dog on Detroit uh, Lions to go in there and upset the Ravens, and the Ravens come out, man, and they were like a bully, man. I mean, they were so dynamic. Uh, Lamar was Lamar, you know, in the pocket, out of the pocket. He's so creative because I think what he's learned is he he doesn't want to be out there taking a whole lot of hits, right? So right. Lamar, he's escaping when he has to escape, but when he 
doesn't have to, when he can maneuver in the pocket, he's actually standing in the pocket, eyes down the field, which is the most impressive thing. A lot of times okay. runners, you know, the running, running quarterbacks, when they start scrambling and they hit that eject button, they miss a lot of opportunities down the field because they're already thinking, I'm getting out of here. He's been so good at staying in the pocket until he absolutely has to get out of there and finding guys, Andrews and his receivers down the field and throw touchdowns. You know, he's not leaving those on the plate, on the table these days. And and then they have just enough designed runs when he gets out. And that's one thing about Lamar, if you notice, Jay, he, and, you know, obviously I don't want to jinx him, does not take a lot of huge hits. He's good at getting up the field, and then when it's time to either get out of bounds, he gets out or he gets down. And that's been, for me, the most impressive thing is that new offense that they've started running, they haven't taken his other abilities away from him. A lot of times coordinators want to come in, well, you know, we're either going to do two things. We're going to run him to death or we're going to not run him at all. I think they're running him just enough, and he's improving and he's being smart where he's using that portion of his abilities, but he's also continuing to improve as a passer, and that's what's so scary. And, you know, this uh, Cardinals defense, man, you talking about being up at night, coordinators trying to figure out how to stop him. If they come in here with their A game, we always know this could be a trap game for the Ravens. You know, they come off that great victory, looking at the Cardinals 1-6, and six, come in here and take them lightly, and it turns into a ball game. I'm I'm sure Harbaugh is preaching that to them. And I, if they come in here with their A game, there's not much we can do to combat, you know, what they do on the offensive side, on the defensive side, they get after it as well. So, you know, that, I mean, that's my over, you know, my high look at this game. Obviously, we'll get into some specifics. But, yeah, this, this is going to be a tough one for the Cardinals. So let's stay on let's stay on Lamar just for another moment. So that that game that you mentioned against the the Lions, it, it seems that that was for this season more of a breakout game, right? So we have 357 yards passing, 36 yards rushing. If if we're looking at that, I, I guess if 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 we're looking at the how the car like the Cardinals defense, right? So somebody like uh, Kaiser White, the linebacker, he has you know. Um, is he maybe a key? Could, could he be a key or some? I mean, is there anybody? It has to be a lot more contained, if anything, when it comes to and try to force him to stay within that pocket and make those throws with, with Lamar, right? This is a game, as far as my, in my opinion, there is not going to, you shouldn't be focusing on one guy to, because we don't want, we don't have one guy on our side to wreak havoc. This has to be a game where everybody on the defensive side does their job according to the game plan, meaning if we're going to try to keep Lamar in the pocket, we have to make sure, you know, our edge rushers, you guys going upfield, but not too far upfield where you give him escapability inside, one step up, boom, he's gone. As far as the interior rush, we got to push. Maybe some, you know, some twists and stuff like that. But you have to maintain your gap responsibility as well. Because if you allow him to get out of there, he's picking up these, you know, getting us, uh, getting, um, uh, keeping us on the field on third downs and stuff like that. Extending plays. And as far as secondary, you got to keep your eyes on your receiver. But you also got to know, and this is dangerous because when you start running too much, they say man coverage and you got them 
receivers running up the field, and all of a sudden Lamar escapes. A five-yard uh, pickup turns into 25 because everybody's back turned, running up the field, you know, covering guys. You know, so this is a complex game. This has to be a game plan where you have to account for everything. And that's why Lamar and the, the Baltimore Ravens offense is so tough to prepare for because he does have the ability to run. He also has the ability to throw the ball. Then you got to worry about Mark Andrews in the middle of the field. You know, they got some good receivers on the outside. And then they're running game without Lamar. You know, they can if they establish that, it, we could be in trouble. So as far as your question, you know, who's going to – man, everybody's got to be on key and on assignment to have any chance to stop this Baltimore Ravens offense, not just Lamar, but all his key pieces as well. He, it's interesting, though, because even with that breakout game last week with the 350-plus yards, that on the season he has what, I think it's, uh, is it eight TDs and three interceptions? Um but more specifically, he you meant we know that he's mobile, but he's really a part of that running game in terms of what five touchdowns, um, about fifty-two yards a game rushing. So you have to account for that. But you mentioned the one of the knocks, even when he was winning that MVP with Lamar, was is he is he really can he really find those receivers? Can he lead? Can he can he do those things? And I don't mean lead a locker room. I mean make the throws that a that a true passer makes. Are you so what you're, are you seeing that, that development that now that he has maybe a better complement of receivers around him. So you're seeing that elevation and that growth. I am. And with the one thing we have to remember, Jay Lamar, Lamar, it seems like he's been in the league forever. He's only 25 years old. I think something like that. Right. So right. he's still, and he's learning the position. I think he's a sec, second, third coordinator. And sometimes, you know, you have to weed through him to get to the one that is the one and I think this new combination, I can't remember their coordinator's name, but they finally found that secret sauce, just enough run, but not running them too much. Um, the passing and the, like, well, one of the things, you know, I like to watch, Jay, you watch how they get the plays with different motions and stuff like that. This yeah. like there this isn't a stagnant offense anymore. This isn't just Lamar and pistol or shotgun. We're seeing and I'm you know watching some of these shows during the week and I'm seeing complex motions where they're bringing guys in and then running them out to get you know edge you know uh, um what's you know get outside of contain and different things like that. They're starting to be more creative and that's just all that does is just open up even more because now. You know, at the start of the ball, it looks like this, and then you got somebody running in motion or these bunches, formations, and stuff like that. It's confusing to the defensive fronts and the guys. And then you add that element where you got to, we got to keep our eyes on Lamar, but then over here, something's happening. And, you know, so you add all that in, it gets confusing for those defenses. We saw what they just did to Detroit. They made Detroit, you know, like they're, they made their inside rush and stuff like that irrelevant because they had so much stuff going on. And I think that's the part that we're like, that people are missing is like now, like Lamar, he's elevated his game as far as a passer, but it's also being enhanced by all the other things that they're doing, you know? And like I said, this is, it's complex, man. You just, you just can't line up and know, where this is what they're doing. They're starting to disguise things more and give them okay. and Lamar is picking it up very fast. And then that's why we're set. There's seven games where this will be their eight game of the year. You know, this was a new offense for him. He's starting to get more comfortable in it. And, you know, it looks like he's, you know, mastering this pretty quick. So all I can say is watch out for the rest of the league. Cause the more, 
comfortable he gets and then they start adding things on different wrinkles and stuff like that it just makes it that much more uh, dynamic on their side believe in the Arizona Cardinals he's Ed Smith I'm Javon Adams uh there's a song by what I think it's uh KRS-One or BDP that says well, number one one and the Ravens are number one when it comes to points against that 13.9 again on the defensive side of the ball so I'm gonna flip that and talk about the Cardinals offense I mean it we know the Cardinals so there there are um what 18.1 points a game, 24th in the league out of 32 teams. So what does that look like? It, my concern is that we're probably going to see Clayton Toon at some point in this game, probably in the second half. I think that's probably going to happen. But okay. I'm, I think it's a possibility or some type because I think the, the, the rope or the leash that they've given to that they have for Joshua Dobbs is probably is getting shorter and shorter by the moment. But what are – when we're looking at that, do the do the Cardinals stand a chance against that defense? I know it's not the Bears defense. It's not. I was. Uh, I heard people say uh, on the airways here locally. Yeah, it's not the Ravens defense of you know the early two thousands, right? So I understand that. But with the defense that is so stingy, what do the Cardinals have to do to even be in this game to give themselves a chance? Well, the first thing, I, and you know, you and I, we, I, I want to once again just let everybody know Joshua Dobbs is doing a halfway decent job with this offense. Yeah. I mean, people are clamoring, uh, and I keep asking, what do you expect from him? He's not a franchise quarterback. And then you look at the ingredients he's playing with no James Conner. Ertz is now out of the lineup. You got to, I mean, you look at our roster, and how many guys other than Buda Baker? Uh, I mean, who else? Like, take uh, a San Francisco roster or something like that. How many of our guys would even be starting on other teams? You know, this roster is stripped down to the bone. You got a backup quarterback. And people are clamoring, like, what's going on here? We should be playing better. No, I mean, this is, you know, Joshua Jobs is doing the best he can with what he can. And then you also throw in the fact, Jay, it's a rookie head coach, two rookie coordinators. I mean, this game... It, it could get ugly but just on paper but what i what i like is that the cardinals to the to their credit to this point in the season we have not said one time the guys gave up out there we right. saw a game over in or in florida early this year when one denver broncos team they quit they gave up we know that for a fact Right. This team has fought even when they've been down on the road. Not one time have I said, you know, they've just been outmanned, out-talented, out-coached, because that's, it is what it is. So on paper, this game looks like, uh, I mean, a heavyweight fight where it's a tune-up for the heavyweight to get ready for the big fight. <laughs> you know? Oh, I mean, man, you cold. And you cold. we could Buster Douglas them, you know, because it, it happens. You know, yeah. we, look what we did to Dallas. But it, if we did, it would be a shock above all shocks, right? So right. going into this game, I'm like, on paper, this looks like a beatdown. It's like we can go, and if they come over here with after what they did in Detroit, I mean, this game could be over in the first half. But we all know the NFL is not like that. And the Cardinals have not given up on the players and the coaches have not given up, given up on the season. So what do we do? I mean, we got a backup quarterback. We're minus our tight end. We don't have a running game. We go out there. And that's right, because Ertz, Ertz is on the has been is on the injured list. So, yeah, yeah, so he's going to be out for at least the next four weeks. So it's like you continue to take weapons away from this, you know, and it's like, well, 
What's this going to look like? This could look ugly as hell, Jay. I mean, Joshua Dobbs. Now, if they continue with the conservative game plan, there's a couple things that can happen. If Baltimore jumps out on top of us, it might force them to have to start throwing the ball down the field. We cannot continue to dink dunk, you know, because that's. I'm going to stop you right there. So do you think, do you think that would force them to do that? Or do you think that would make them get, get even more conservative? So I think you mentioned something that I want, maybe we can take this a little bit further here is you have, to, I there are certain matchups where you would think we need to be conservative to control the ball, to try to go. So that way this deep, we try to keep that we, that that way we can possess the ball for longer. But I think this is it. You want to go for the okie doke kind of in that regard, because you, the Cardinals need to, for one, they're playing at home. So you, these are, you, you do certain things to really engage the crowd of the fan base. It doesn't seem like you should have to do that, but the, the way in which you call the plays, the fans that are truly engaged, the fair weather ones, they don't really pay attention anyway, but you're, wait, how, how are you calling this game? Wait, what are you, you're running the ball again? Wait, it's third and five and you're going to run the ball and you know that your running game isn't there. Those little things. So they have to maybe get outside of their comfort zone to be more aggressive this week, particularly to see what they can do to, to maybe catch that defense if they can off guard. I would dare say you use the word comfort zone, Jay. I would say they have to get out of their fear zone. Oh, Oh, the coaches right now, because like I said, they've never experienced it before. They're a new head coach, new coordinators and stuff like that. Right. And the last thing they want to do is go out there and embarrass themselves or, Make people, what the hell are they doing out there with that, you know, the trick play or, you know, they're throwing the ball up the field knowing we got a back. That's how it works, Jay. Right now, everybody is like, well, you know, Joshua Dobbs, we need to, you know, get rid of, you know, tune is tune time. They are so scared to open it up that they are being mm. so conservative. That, mm. And it's almost like. In my opinion, they're playing with house money to a certain degree. We yeah. we look in this, we're looking at this coaching staff and their game plans, and I'm like, look, I know they're competent, and I know the players are buying in because I'm looking at it. You can tell we've been in some of these games. It's not an embarrassment. A few years ago when Wilkes was here, what did we used to say every week? It was like, oh, my God, those guys, it looks like they have no idea what they're doing. The players have no fire out there. It's like this team, you can tell they're coached. They're just, they don't have a whole lot of talent. The guys are out there playing hard. They just don't have a whole lot of talent. So how do you combat that? Hey, let's just, you know, you're playing with house money too a little bit, in my opinion. Let's go out there and a little few wrinkles here. You know, let yeah. Josh throw it up the field. How many times so far, Jay, because nobody expects Josh, Joshua Dobbs is not a running quarterback, right? Right. How many times do we have to see him do the little fake and all of a sudden run out the backside for a touchdown because nobody's expecting it, right? Right. How about if we came out and let Marquise run a couple nines and maybe a flea flicker or something like that? Or in my opinion, like I said, we don't have much to lose, but they're scared. They don't want to look stupid. Mm. And it's holding them back. That's in my opinion. Mm. Mm. And at this point, I don't know if you talk, I don't know if you're talking to the coach's staff or you're talking to me right now. I feel like I'm being <laughs> talked to right now. I'm Good just, Lord. Hey, bro, we've been going, I've been going to church a little bit more with you, right? Man. And every now and then the preacher starts talking. <laughs> and all of a sudden I start listening because I feel like he's talking to me. You know? So I'm just oh, man. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Okay. So could this be, and I, and I, could it be that 
if you have the mindset of who is who's the head, who's the head of the snake, so to speak, here's what I mean. If we have uh, Harbaugh, Harbaugh was you know, uh, is special teams coach, but but more of a hard nosed guy, so therefore he wants to have that type of mentality. So he's not necessarily going to have this high octane offense. If, if somebody who's a defensive minded guy and he's putting his staff together, he might have a guy that he wants to run, that he wants to be a greyhound, he, he, you know, on the, as an offensive coordinator. But he says, no, 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 no. I need you to walk. We're going to walk. We, I, I know you I know you got speed, but I need you to walk. So is it? can it be oftentimes the head, the, the head coach, and their philosophy or what their, what their DNA is that can hold a team back sometimes where you have like a Gannon who's a defensive-minded guy and maybe he's saying, I need – be conservative. I don't need you to, I don't want to see all the bells and whistles. You can give me one bell, which might be a Josh Dobbs, Joshua Dobbs run, but I, I, I need, I, I need you to be, keep it close to the vest. Could that be the issue as well? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, some of the defensive minded coaches, they don't want to put their side of the ball. They are in jeopardy. And we see that all the time. They're protecting their brand to a certain degree. I can't have y'all land my, you know, put my, my defense out there with their backside in the wind, you know, that type of thing. So, right. Hey, I need you guys to protect the ball more because you know and it, it bleeds over you know whereas sometimes the offensive guys they're like hey we're going for it we're going to do this we're going to do that and meanwhile they're neglecting to, to think <laughs> that's that, true hey, that's true hey, you guys are putting us in a bind every now and then and they're like the, the offensive mind coach like well go handle it handle it y'all you know are y'all good you know, and it's like, <laughs> so it, it's not, the thing, the interesting thing about Harbaugh, speaking on him, special teams guy. So he yeah. sees it all kind of, and I coached, I played under Harbaugh. I know the type of dude he is. So he, he might have an even more advantage because he's thinking, you know, both sides, you know, he thinks the whole apple, not just one side or the other. So, yeah, yeah but so you're, you have a great point. Defensive guys, sometimes, you know, they're trying to protect that side of the ball. And like I said, on the other side, we see some of those, you know, risk, no risk it, no biscuit on the other side. Not that thinking, is true. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. Oh, yeah. How many times have you seen an offensive-minded head coach where you just, yeah, you got it. Don't worry. Go for it on fourth yeah, down. Man, yeah. we, we in our own 20. Ah, oh, don't worry about it. Just go. Just go. Hey, if we punt here, we can pin them down. Punt. Hell, hell, punt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So having said that, let's break it down. So let's start with what do the what do the Ravens have to do in order to secure this win? And then we'll move to the Cardinals, what they have to do. So what would the Ravens have to do to secure a win? Yeah, I've spoke on it. They come over here with their offensive game plan, run the ball, use Lamar to also run in the running game. He'll run it smartly. He'll find his receivers up the field. They just have a whole lot more talent than we do. And, you know, they might jump out on us early uh, with some scores. And then from there, you know, just shut us down defensively because I don't know if we have enough firepower to keep up with them. This this is, once again, this is one of those games for, for, you know, we have to try to make it ugly. They have to make it pretty like they did against Detroit last week. So, in my opinion, all they have to do is come over here with and, and not look ahead. This is a trap game. If they, don't, if they come over here focused on beating the Cardinals, they will beat the Cardinals because they just have more talent than we do. The game plan-wise, you know, Lamar handed it off. Uh, Lamar around the corner, Lamar throwing it down the field. And, and you know, they're not afraid to throw it down the field too, along with Mark Andrews across the middle. I'm sure they're going to, they're going to jab, jab, jab us, you know, for a few Mark Andrews over the middle, picking up first downs, you know, and then all of a sudden streak, there they go, big plays. And like I said, that's how they win the game. And then, like I said, on the other side, they just have to shut us down 
well, with our conservative game plan, we don't have enough firepower. Now, before we get to what the Cardinals have to do, to, would need to do to, to win this game, uh, Kyler Murray full practice, went full full go at practice on uh, on Wednesday. Is the is Lamar Jackson and the way his evolution is that could that be a template for the Cardinals in terms of maybe how to use him? But I mean, I know. Lamar is a couple inches taller than than Kyler, right? And I'm not, I'm not I'm not meaning that as a slight. I'm just saying because different things you might have to do to roll to move the pocket to to maybe give Tyler those those windows those passing windows. But uh, just curious, dude, if it's you not, if it, you think no, it's not a joke. I, I that's my my opinion. Kyler couldn't play the game the way uh, Lamar does. If you watch mm-hmm. Lamar, Lamar stands tall in the pocket. Lamar, okay. there are times there are times when Lamar when Lamar has time he's pat pat patting it. We don't have a quarterback that can pat 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 it back there because there's too much going on in front of him. So gotcha. it's not a it's not it was not a slight on him. Lamar is just a much taller quarterback. You can't play him now. They have similar talents, but you couldn't put um, uh, Kyler in that offense and play it the exact same way because height wise now nah, you're not going to get opportunities. And, you know, and Lamar gets under center. He does play action. He does a lot of things that we have not seen Kyler do to this point. This new offense, a new philosophy, he might have to because they might force him to. That's yet to be seen, though. All right. And so what do the Cardinals have to do if they are to win this game? Open it up, bro. You can't, you know, you can't just try to walk the ball down the field uh, against this high-powered um, offense and try to match them. You got we got to open it up. You know you can try to make it a an ugly game, meaning we hold try to hold the ball away from them. But what happens when we start having these three and outs and they get the ball back and they march it down or big play and they score? I think we have to come in with an aggressive game plan. You know, and it might be dangerous because it might turn in exactly what we don't want. But what do I always say, Jay? Scare money don't make money. So if you're gonna you know, with the what's that definition of insanity? Doing the same thing, expecting a different result. If we just continue to conservatively think we can try to stay in these games, and you know, at the end, we've seen what's happened. Teams make adjustments at halftime. We have no chance in the second half of these games because they're looking at what we're doing. We don't make the adjustments, you know, and then we're they're running away from us. You know, same thing. This game, we gotta you gotta get more creative. You gotta make some adjustments on the fly and take some shots. If you don't take shots, especially without you know Connor in there and and no urge, you gotta throw the ball at the field. Otherwise, like I said, we're gonna think and dunk ourselves to a deficit, and then they're gonna run away from us. Gonna look uglier uglier than it should in the end. All right, so leave me with this. Who do you got winning this one? I'll go first. This might be a repeat of what the of what happened with against Detroit um, mm. for for the Ravens. So what was that when it was thirty something to thirty five to six six or something wow. like that? So I would say yeah, maybe thirty five ten. I yeah, Cardinals I think lose. we I think we muck it up. Try to muck it up. Uh, in the end, they're just too much for, it. and it's like one of those twenty-seven or thirty to thirteen games. I give us at least one touchdown. You know, like last week we scored one. The week before we didn't score one. This will be a you know one of those touchdown, two field goals, fall behind, and like I said, thirty. Let's call it thirty to thirteen. 
All right. So as always, we are presented by Bet Online. We do this thing twice a week on Mondays and Thursdays. So check us out. Tell a friend to tell a friend about what we have going on here. You can check us out all across so anywhere you find your podcast. And of course, uh, we are happy to be a part of the Believe family. And so on uh, on behalf of the one and only Ed Easy Smith, I am Javon J. Love Adams. And as we always like to say around this time, you can. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.